Yes, you are in. Great to have you back. Thank you so much for sharing, too, when worthy paradigm shifts, seeing things differently. There's always room for improvement. And I thank you for choosing one of these areas maybe to inspire that. There's always room for improvement. And you might think something for the longest time, and then suddenly you see it in a different way. And that's what this one goes to, this play of the day. Seeing things a bit differently and how you plan and, well, the difference between praying to a genie and a, and a god. Here you go. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Check this out. Swung on and hit in the air to right. <laughs> and that ball is gone. For building a better future. Two things you need to keep in, in mind. Proverbs 16, verse 1 says this. We may make our plans, but God has the last word. Have I ever had plans that didn't turn out the way I planned? <laughs> yeah, over and over and over. Why? Because I missed it. We're human beings. We don't always get the right plan. Your plan isn't infallible. My plan isn't infallible. We can make our plans and God tells us to make our plans, but God has the last word. And so if my plan doesn't happen in my time or in my way, I just go, God, I trust your plan better than mine. And James chapter four, verse 15 says this, that when you plan, you ought to always say, if it's the Lord's will. James four fifteen. what you ought to say is, If it is the Lord's will, we will live long enough to do this or that. That's godly goal setting. Now, let me just close by applying this to your personal life. What would you like God to do in your life? In the next six months, in the next year, in the next five years, what would you like to change? What do you want to be better in your future. We're talking about building a better future. It all starts with these seven principles. When God finds a person willing to do it his way, in his timing, based on his power, he will always provide the resources. I have found that to be true in my life for 50 years. Now, the summary of this chapter is a beautiful example of the harmony that takes place between God's part and my part in accomplishing what God wants done on earth. God's part is the sovereignty part, and I'm trusting him in the timing and the location and the resources and all those things that are out of my control. My part is in the praying and in the planning and doing what I can control. You see, we pray for God to set up circumstances that are out of our control, but then we plan for all the things that are under our control. God has a part and you have a part in building a better future in your life. God won't do what he's given you the brains to do and you can't do what only God will do. Now, if you've never opened your life to to Jesus Christ. You need to you, you need his power and presence in your life first. So let's just close with the prayer and if you've never opened your life to Jesus Christ and had the power and the presence of God come into your life, follow me in this prayer. Let's bow our heads. Say, "Dear Jesus Christ, I I know you put me on this planet for a purpose. And I want to fulfill your purpose for my life. I I want the life plan that you have planned for me. 
So I'm first of all asking you to come into my life. I want to have a relationship with you. Just say that. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to get to know you and learn to trust you. And I ask you to guide me. And I ask you to give me wisdom in building a better future. I surrender myself to your purpose for my life. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Ah, okay. I'm guessing as a listener, you've already you already prayed that, something like that once upon a time. Uh as for me, I'm oh yeah, I'm, it's it's been decades since uh well, here's my point. I'm not, I'm not what I'm trying to say is there's always room for improvement, as I opened with, and how I prayed before, and even how you can change the way you pray decades later is how it works. And some simple truth. By the way, thank you. That was Pastor Rick Warren. He's been a go-to of mine, one of my favorite teachers uh, for quite a while, over 20 years. And you can hear way more on that subject, the seven principles and all that fun stuff. He does it. He's such a great teacher. He does great structure. That's the Daily Hope Podcast. Check that out. Making a Plan to Improve Your Life. That was part three, and that was published on November 14th, 2022. So how do you pray? I mean, if if you're already a believer, if you already prayed that acceptance prayer that uh, Pastor Rick was leading on, how do you pray then? And as you reflect on that, let me attempt to set some of you free on sharing how I prayed for most of my life. And how I prayed for most of my life would be similar to how I, when I was a child, I put together a little list for Santa Claus, right? It was like, oh God, can you do this? And I need that and heal this person and can you heal their cancer and heal this and save their marriage? I just would kind of go through a checklist, right? Ask, 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 ask. And by the way, I, 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 I it's just naive me. I know I I believe that God wants to hear from you no matter what. So if you don't normally talk to God, great, start there, start there. You know, maybe you, you need a job or you want a job. Um, just start somewhere. Um, you know, you know, a person maybe is suffering through depression, anxiety. I mean, the list can go on and on, right? So that sounds familiar. But for you versed ones, this is for the deeper. This is for the versed ones, okay? And when it comes to that play of day, it was just another humble reminder, by the way, of the importance of being in the Word, being in the Bible, studying, and for course correction, because it does happen all the time. I'd, I'd rather think backwards and forwards, okay, mainly just forwards many times, but I, it would just get off course sometimes. You got to look at that compass. You got to look at that owner's manual for life, and, and where are we, and where are we going? And I, it's just amazing how I know all this stuff, but I can get off course. So keeping in that, encouraging you, encouraging myself to keep doing that. But I, I do all of that verse. Thank you, Pastor Rick. The Lord's plans will prevail. And that's where a lot of times your skeptics, et cetera, will ask, well, you know, why does God let bad things happen to good people? I make no mistake. Bible is very clear on that. But bad things do happen to good people. And it's, it's actually promised. That's what's going to happen. You will have a very tough life at times on this broken planet. It's why it's a broken planet sin and just our mistakes. We're all flawed, every single one of us. Romans 3.23. There we go. I worked it in again. So you can pray like to a genie in the bottle, and but just know God is not a genie in the bottle. According to the Bible, God is Alpha and Omega. God is your creator. God knows everything that has happened, is happening, and will happen. And I know that's pretty hard 
for some of you to understand. And that's what the Bible says. That's at least what's explained. It's up to you whether you want to believe that or not. But I liked it one time. Someone explained to me that for us to understand everything, I mean, think of this force then that's able to do this, that created this beautiful earth and the sunrise and the sunset and the stars and the perfect, by the perfect harmony of how this earth worked from the sea tides, ocean tides to the rivers. And of course, we humans screw that up. But it's like, but to us to understand God in these questions we have, it's, we're, we're like an ant, a brain of an ant trying to figure out the internet. It's just, it, we just can't see it yet. We just can't understand everything. So anyway, going back to prayer and prayer strategy and, and how you go about it and how I'm changing. I, I strive now not to pray like a checklist of ordering sushi rolls. <laughs> if that works for you or not. I'm in California, it works. My prayers have changed. And whatever someone requests or doesn't, and whatever I personally want, I pray different now. Um, I, I just, I, I, one, I strive to always give thanks more. Always. I try to have my thanks, my gratitude, always outpace my requests. And that's just a personal goal of mine. But if you, again, if you really think of your, if you have ch- children or know, know someone that has children, do you like the kid that asks for things all the time? Or do you like the kid that has a grateful, grateful heart? So let's just start right there. That's, that's, I think that's a huge paradigm shift for some of you right now and how you're doing. And then whatever you're going through and what you need, just know God already knows what you need. But again, I, God loves to hear from you no matter what. And yes, of course, I mean, if you believe in God, then God can heal them instantly, right? And if that is God's will, it will happen. But bottom line, you know, the, the prayer needs to shift to, Lord, what are we doing? What are you doing through this? I don't quite understand it. I don't see it all, but I know you have a purpose. Talking how kind of Pastor Rick was talking, right? I think the bottom line too is like, instead of just praying for healing, healing for what? So you can just go back to life and no purpose and not have God involved and not have a relationship with Christ and uh, to binge on Netflix. I mean, is that really what we want healing for? I mean, to drink more, to to, to eat more, I, to party our brains out. I, yeah, I guess maybe you're sounding, you're hearing someone that's just a bit older now and hopefully a bit wiser and starting to figure this stuff out. But it's like, no, when we heal though, okay, can we become stronger out of Christ out of this? Well, this person, God, clearly you're probably, maybe you're trying to get this person's attention. Maybe they don't have a great relationship with you. Maybe they don't even have a relationship. They, maybe they don't, they doubt you. Maybe this is a way to just try to get their attention. Um, and, and instantly I get pulled even a deeper, darker, you know, for some they've lost profoundly some loved ones. Maybe someone's super young. Uh, I think that's one of the hardest things I think we have to go through life. Um, the, again, the Bible says, Rev 21.4, that person is not suffering anymore the relationship with Christ, especially young ones. They're, I'm assuming they, they, they are in heaven. Um, it's us older ones that can start making choices for ourselves in our relationship where it comes more into focus, where we have to make a choice. Do we want a relationship or not? And the gut check time is, okay, you versed ones. I'm picking on you versed ones, not 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 the skeptics out there. So if you're a skeptic, this this is gonna sound a little strange to you, but you you that go to church all the time. 
Your loved ones, are you putting them above your God? That's a biting question. If it helps you too, I've absolutely been guilty of this. I've been guilty of this a lot of my life. I've been on record on it before with my own kids and my own wife. I can do this at times. Bottom line is though, my, my wife's not getting me into heaven nor my kids. And this is between me and God. And did I take up that promise of John 3.16 or not? And then did I really strive to live my life more like Christ than for myself? And that is a daily battle, by the way, too. So anyway, whoever you know that's suffering or going through something and you're praying for healing, pray for it. Ask for it in Jesus' name. But also ask, can this person, does this person know Jesus? Is this someone that can grow in their faith? And then here's the biting question that most of us don't want to pray. How can I best encourage and serve this person today that's hurting? How can I, what can I do for them? Can you guide my words and pull in my heart of what I can do, Lord? Should I make a meal? Do I send a gift, a gift certificate? Do I rake their leaves? Do I, for those in the northern climate, do I, do I shovel their driveway or blow out their driveway? I, you get where I'm going with this, but that's the Christian mindset, right? Matt 22, 36 through 40, bring it up a lot. The two greatest commandments. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, neighbor could be your uncle that's suffering from cancer or your buddy that's suffering from depression or your child with anxiety. How are you just loving on them versus just you're saying a prayer just on the side? They don't, maybe they don't even know it. But they'll know it when you show them love, when you're doing something kind, even if you don't know them. So I'll say, hey, I, so-and-so shared, or can I send this through you? Just say, they, they don't know me. They don't need to know me, but... To show I love them, I'm praying for them every day. And here's a little gift card or coffee. I don't know. Just, But that's what you ask to God. What do I do? And side note, wouldn't you want a neighbor or family member like that? If you really think about your, I've referenced this before, think about your best friend. Because they think of you, right? They're considerate. The ones that go above and beyond out of love. Are you doing that? And back to healing, let's remember this This has been covered in a few different episodes. It's just, it's been a great epiphany coming out of all these episodes. You may be healed or your loved one may be healed, but it is temporary. Let's not forget that. We are all terminal and for the wages of sin is death, right? So it is for this broken planet, right? How, how will we be remembered? As for heaven, well, heaven, they already know how we've been. And, and what we did, it's it's all been accounted for. At least that's what the owner's manual says. So personally, again, paradigm shift. When you're praying, you're lifting these requests. Push it further. Strive for more. More loving, more serving. So just ask for healing. Lord, what's going on here? Um, is this something to, to, to take our attention? Is this something that we're trying to give us this paradigm shift? And go in full circle again. May your requests, may, well, let's put it this way, may your gratitude and what's giving thanks for what's worthy outpace your requests. Two to one, five to one. Let us not forget Philippians 4, 6 through 7 or 8, shall I say. I bring this up almost every time, especially when we get towards, uh, for those that live in the States, the day of Thanksgiving. Don't worry about anything. So hard to do, by the way. But pray about everything. And with prayers and petition, give thanks. 
for what is worthy. So it could be simple stuff. It might just be the sunset for right now. It might just be the air that you're breathing right now. Um, just the, any positive coming in your life. Start lifting that for thanks. And then you get real. As Pastor Rick says, and bring it. And then, God, what are we doing through this? What are you doing for this? I don't understand all of it. But in time, I will get clarity. And I thank you for that. And if you do that enough, you will get God's peace which goes beyond all understanding. One of my favorite promises in the Bible. All right, go, serve, love your God, love your neighbor. Give them, show them, go beyond words, way beyond words, your actions. Love you. Thank you for being here.